uh, Rogue One, good marketing. Solo, bad, bad marketing. marketing. That's what we've covered here. <laughs> and you know what we haven't covered here? What's that? Cassian Andor. Well. Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Holonet Marauders podcast. My name is AJ and I'm joined here by my bomb bad rebel spies, Jamie and Matt. How are you guys doing? That's good. Yeah, doing well. I look at Matt every time I do the intro. And you always just have the same expression on your face. You're, you, you, you look like you're just about to go on like Space Mountain, and you're just like jazzed. <laughs> I am um, jazzed, but I get our, our podcast is a roller coaster sometimes. That's right. So that's that's true. on on far. Uh, we are joined here today by our good friend from Force Friends Rewatch, Andy. How are you doing today? Ahoy, yar matey! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hear to be joining the crew of the Holonet Marauders. You, no, the you're immediately is optional, but immediately you're our favorite guest. Yeah, you're immediately on top of <laughs> We're going to do the whole podcast like that. <laughs> the accent is also appropriate. I think National Talk Like a Pirate Day is coming up. So It is. I'm going to be playing a Blood and Plunder tournament uh, on it. I'm going to be playing out. The Return to Monkey Island. Classic LucasArts uh, game coming back. What that's what we're talking. We're talking about that today, right? Yeah. No, uh, sure. Yes. I think the nineteenth. I think. Yeah. Is yeah. It talk like a pirate day. Pirate. Jamie just knows. I just know these it's things. A, okay? It's February nineteenth. Uh, oh yeah. Did you say February? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bad batch comes out in January, so maybe. Oh my god! Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, this episode oh. is supposed to be on Andor. We're already oh. going off the rails. Well, no, 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 no. Um, but the last time I talked with Andy, I was on Force Friends with Andy and Ryan, and we talked about the Sindula arc on the Bad Batch, and so we're, I was Ooh. off and running for that. But we got confirmation two days ago that the Bad Batch is coming back in January, January 4th of next year, so um, I will not be quiet about it until then, and oh gosh, there's so many thoughts, but we're not talking about that today. No. We will, kind of. I mean, our, our opening discussion here was going to be, there was a lot of news yesterday from D23. Yes. About uh, Star Wars. We actually got Star Wars news, I guess. We got a few trailers. Yeah. Right? Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, a little Star Wars news, not a lot. At, at, when it was going on, I was pumped, and then it ended, and I'm like, hmm, I always want more, but maybe I'm just greedy. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll talk about that news. And I, like, kinda... I controversially actually like the timing of Bad Batch, because it gives us like a really steady stream now of Dark Times content. We have Obi-Wan, now we have Andor, now we have Bad Batch Season 2, then we're going to have Jedi Survivor and Battle Scars. So it's going to be like a whole so year's you, worth. Of... What do you mean? You like that it's a, it's kind of extended out rather yeah. than with Andor like we thought it might have been? Yeah. Okay. Because Andor is going to end probably in like late November, early December. So it's not like November, we're going to have a long yeah, time yeah. to wait. We're only going to have like a month to wait until Bad Batch. So Here's, here's the deal. I... The... The, the date was never um, given to us in the first place. You're right. They did we say were, fall. We were, we were strung around and yep. it always said fall. Originally, yep. it just said coming 2022. At the end of season one, they're like, it's coming 2022. And then it was the fall, and then they took it back, and then there was the leak, mm. and then they took it back, and then there was the leak again, and they took it back, and then there was the leak, it was in January, and then it was confirmed it's in January. So The real ones remember just, when it said spring 2022. I just want to know. If there's another reason for them pushing it back aside from marketing, I, I just really want to know. That's, well, I think I texted Andy. We'll we'll get your thoughts. In a, in a, I feel bad just <laughs> spewing know, out sorry. all the words, not letting the guests talk. <laughs> but, um, I think everything's just pushed back because Andor was pushed back, and I don't know why they pushed that back. But yeah, I feel like the whole Andor getting pushed back was so that way it wasn't competing with um, House of the Dragon. And um, yeah, Rings uh, of Power. Yeah. Because those are other two in the same. I mean, it's still going to be competing with them, but. Yeah, but slightly different. Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Andy, what were your <laughs> thoughts about yesterday's news? <laughs> I want to address the point that you said where you felt greedy wanting more. Yeah. And how, how old are you? 20. 
by the time this is out, I might be 29, but yeah, 28. Okay. So you're, you're roughly in the age where you probably remembered all of the behind the scenes stuff we got when the prequels were coming out. Like yeah. that you just used to set up a, a live stream on set and you could just watch them filming all day. Like that's, yeah. that's nuts. So if you're a Star Wars fan and you were like in that age group where like the prequels were for you and you like, would come home from school and watch them filming a star war like to then go from that to this disney era where everything is like lock and key yep. super secret like you know maybe you'll get a trailer someday it is very different and so uh i sympathize uh i i want more than just like a behind the scenes trailer and then like two trailers and then the movie or yeah in this yeah. case, the show, like, I think it was really cool when they used to show us way more behind the scenes stuff, which uh, I guess we kind of get that now when the show's done. They do like those retrospectives, but mm. I never find those to be particularly insightful. I know some people seem to really like them, but yeah, yeah, they never I, they never really dig in. You know, in, in The Phantom Menace, you literally had like a close up of George's face watching yeah. the finished product like that one digs mm. in. Maybe I, maybe I went a little overboard in a few places. It's like, that's the kind of, you know, transparency I love. Same with, like, The Last Jedi with Mark's problems with Luke and all that. They were, like, front yeah. and center to the production of the film. There. They're getting better at these, like, uh, post, like, documentaries about the production. Because if you think about it, the first, like, uh, gallery thing that they did, it was that weird round oh. table. Uh, with, like, I didn't Kisser like that. And, everyone. and yeah. it was just like, oh, you were great. You were great. And it's like, all right, guys, I appreciate that you're all saying that each other is great here. But, like, are you going to talk about the content that you made? And it was just, like, really so does. weird. And they, they've, like, taken a step back from that because they realize people want to see the actual behind the scenes. And so we're getting there. But Everything like, is just... To what Andy said, everything's just yeah. so secretive now, and it's it crazy. Has to be, though, I have a cause... weird like, I have a weird like two sides to my brain that are like, oh, I'm, I want more, but also I remember being at Celebration and I was like, oh, we actually got a trailer. That's wild. <laughs> it's like I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel that way. Like there's supposed to at Celebration. I mean, this has come up in the last like three podcasts we've done, but it's like. <laughs> Where's our release schedule? Where's our, you know, all, where's our transparency for all these things? I've been we, we pounding the table the for it for years. Where where's the, where's the schedule? Where's the Marvel <laughs> map? Give me something. I know. Give me a plan. Give me some, just but the, something to chew on. The stuff they did give us, like, how did you guys feel about that? Oh, baby. I'm really excited for Tales of the Jedi. They like, see that? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. That's wait, holding wait, up wait. Young Jedi Adventures, the uh, Higher Public story. <laughs> okay. First things first, Tales of the Jedi. Um, the, Hot Dooku. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, mm. I'm very excited. Like, Dooku, like, <laughs> just, like, seeing his lightsaber, like, not as a red lightsaber, suddenly it was like, oh, and it was, like, exactly the same aside from the color. But um, Tales of the Jedi was leaked last winter, um, just in the right. name, because it was on, like, merch from people who worked on it last year. And then everyone's like, oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? And then it used to be a Legends comic, I believe. Yep. Um, and Old then Republic. it came out that it was going to be... <laughs> a little anthology series and then we got info about it at celebration but this was the first like real like big the general public has been shown hey there's this show called tales of the jedi coming out and here's what it's going to be and like i had so many conversations yesterday of people who had no idea this was a show and they were just like this is good this is incredible this is gonna be great and like i i'm excited obviously as you can tell um because this was the first, like, real brush that, like, I had with it. Because, like, both of you guys, I'm not sure if you had the chance to, Andy, but get into... No, you didn't. You didn't go to Celebration. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> me and Andrew yeah. did not make it into the... No, the Zach panel. saw it. We should have. We should have. I was a little busy that weekend. A little busy. Congratulations, Andy, though. Thank like, you. That right, is much right. more important. Congrats. Um, for context, Andy got married instead okay. of going to Celebration, which is better much more um, important anyway. yeah priorities <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the tales of the jedi panel i didn't get to go into it but like seeing like this trailer now i was just like this this is it this this is hitting and i was not prepared for most See, of it the secret isn't always why does jamie it's not a secret but why does jamie like bad batch so much it's why does jamie like jamie likes animation so much i think yeah. is the, what's we're seeing here um yeah i think that 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 is the thing matt um, and i are always like what is it about i'm bad but we i love bad batch and i'm pissed oh yeah, it got delayed too. and everything but. i i do love the animated shows like thinking there's so much fun back on it 
Yeah. They're they're much easier to just like watch casually. Like you guys talk about having like rainy day like movies. Like Matt always mentions Attack of the Clones. It's his rainy day movie. And like I would much rather just put on like any of the animated stuff. Like I'll like rewatch like Arch yeah. and Rebels. I'll like rewatch stuff from the Clone Wars. Like that is like it's just it's just much easier just to be like this is my like chill zone. I agree with um, that. I don't know. I just love the I... animated stuff. <laughs> I don't think we've had a live-action show hit the way the animated ones do. And I like, agree. don't get me wrong, I love The Mandalorian, and I enjoyed Book of Boba Fett, and I enjoyed Kenobi, but uh, like, Rebels is my Star Wars. Oh, thank you. Like, thank you. <laughs> like, any of the movies, any of the books, any of the video games, there's tons of them that I love, but like Rebels is my Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for more animated Star Wars. I was literally talking to Ryan like an hour ago about all of this, our mutual friend Ryan. Yeah. Um, Co host Ryan. Oh, yes. Pesto's roommate? <laughs> yes, Pesto's roommate Ryan. <laughs> and we were talking, we were just like geeking out about how much we love Rebels. And Ryan brought up the fact that like all of the live action Star Wars stuff owes at least a part of it to Rebels. Like Mandalorian continues plot lines from Rebels. Obi-Wan has, you know, the Inquisitors and it has the same kind of scene that like, you know, Twilight of the Apprentice had Ahsoka slicing open Vader's mask. Obi-Wan kind of mirrored that as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, everything kind of revolves around Rebels, in my opinion. And it is definitely my favorite Star Wars show by like a long shot. Rebels is my favorite show also. I think it's the best form of Star Wars storytelling. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's my favorite Star Wars story, start to finish, I think. Um, just like you guys pretty much said. I can't but believe we're getting a sequel to it. Yeah, it's, to what Matt said, or he said that before the show, and I was like, oh, not to knock that what you said, because it was great, uh, but I think Rebels just covers so much. Like, it covers the Jedi story. It covers the Mandalorian story. We get the Inquisitors, Ahsoka. Re- we get sequels to Clone Wars in it with Rex and um, all that. And it's, I mean, that's why it's so good, right? So Yeah. Yes. It's, it's so expansive. Um, with, with that, though, it, this is a good jumping off point for we found out who's going to be Ezra. Right. And right. I'm, never, I'm not one big for casting news, especially when I don't know. Yeah, I... He looks. He looks like until looks until like it's him. officially announced by Lucasfilm. I true, do not true, trust true. Him. I do not trust any rumor. Fan I don't even know leaks, where did the report come whatever. from. Whatever like, came from Deadline, which is usually pretty spot on. Okay, I mean that was reported yeah, the other day. Deadline's a little more legit than certain other outlets that like to leak casting. But right. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we 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 may or may not have found our Ezra. But, you know what's more important here is um, Taylor Gray doing the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. <laughs> what? Have you guys heard this? I don't no, know what you're what? talking about. So the, 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 you kid, the kid who did the voice for Ezra in Rebels, Taylor Gray, um, I believe that's what his name is. Uh, that would be awful if it wasn't. Um, he did a voiceover for Buffalo Wild Wings. And it's and it, liter- it's literally the Ezra voice. So it's Ezra talking about getting wings. <laughs> and it's the oh best thing you ever heard. It's that's canon. Oh my god, oh my it's, god. it is. And like that dropped like as we got this like pretty much confirmed like live action Ezra news. So it's like Interesting. This, this is good. It's amazing. Good, so. <laughs> I can't believe you guys didn't see that one. No. Uh, but casting <laughs> casting aside, we know Ezra is gonna be yeah. well, yeah. I guess we heavily assume <laughs> Ezra is gonna be in the Ahsoka show. Um, Matt, I know you're very excited for that show, as am I, but you're like, that's your thing. Um, yeah, that's my thing. I'm Ahsoka is the one project now that I'm looking forward to the most. I'm surprised they didn't show a trailer for that yesterday, or at least just hey, re-release the one to, to the public. A couple leaked screenshots came out. Two right. pictures. Apparently they did show something. Okay. Um, More than the two pictures? No. I mean, three I don't pictures. know. I don't know. Yeah, there the were three <laughs> leaked screenshot pictures of whatever screen was I saw showing. Those, yeah. I think. Um, they're all of Ahsoka kind of like just hanging out yeah, in like a cave or yep. temple or something. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, you know, we got the shot of Sabine looking at the mural, and that, that was looks a hilarious. Great shot. 
But um, I got the dangerous thoughts of whenever we actually get a clear image of Sabine's outfit, I want to make it. And I feel so ashamed because <laughs> I haven't even seen it yet. And I want to make it. It's such a... You should one day. Why am I like this? <laughs> the, the, the shot you're talking about was so great because like, yeah. it breaks my brain because it's like animated in the back and it's live action in the front. So I'm like, yeah. wait, what is this? It looks, so, like, it looks really good. <laughs> Rebels was literally <laughs> just like sabine's art style like the whole yeah. show is just sabine's art style that's so yeah. cool oh what um, if what if oh my god sabine just made her own cartoon of her family i would like a comic book yeah <laughs> and what if rebels is is just Sabine? i'd like to think she mm. she made a comic book based on the adventures of uh callus and zeb yeah there you go and that's what it's oh, called yeah. and she there got that go. guy from the buffalo wild wings commercial to voice ezra <laughs> because <laughs> Ezra's gone <laughs> but anyways anyways <laughs> we've talked about Tales of the Jedi we've talked about um, the Ahsoka show a bit Bad Batch they didn't say anything except it's postponed you know young, what's okay most young curious Jedi hang on, before Young Jedi most curious about the Bad Batch was they announced it so Dave Filoni and Kathleen Kennedy announced the dates um, on stage but if you look at any of the Bad Batch social media the Twitter the Instagram any of it it they haven't posted anything post-wise. They posted it on the story, but they that's that disappears, right? They haven't posted a physical thing, and it still says in the bio as of right now, um, September 2022, um, that it's coming this fall. Come on, guys. I don't I don't know what they're doing. They're still they, hoping. They, 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 don't, they don't know. <laughs> they, they're, um, they're still hoping. They're still hoping. So Young Jedi Adventures. No, Young, Young Jedi, Jedi Adventures. Adventures. All I have they, to say about that is it looks the animation looks like Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> I mean, look at that. Well, it's, it looks a, like Jimmy it's a young kids show. I'm, I'm super yeah. excited to have like that kind of like content like available. Star Wars said is, it'll be is for everyone. Disney yeah. Junior, all ages, and like a younger Disney Plus. But it's very cute, and it's High Republic, which I, is I the first. I don't think like, I'm going to be watching it. Dive into things. Honestly, uh, I probably Republic will. Fact itself makes me more curious about it than I yeah. would be. The otherwise. fact we're getting any sort of High Republic um, visual media in animation is. Good sign. Yeah. Well, you it's know why they made sign. it High Republic. So that way so none could... of these kids would die. Exactly. We had that problem with the Padawans and <laughs> Clone Wars. They introduced this as like a uh, spinoff, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Andy, right around you, the corner. Have you read any of the High Republic stuff? Uh, I have not. Um, I had like... When the, the canon reboot happens, uh, yeah. I was reading everything. And uh, like... I really kept up with every comic, every novel. I was really adamant about it. And uh, like part of me realized like, I'm not having fun doing this. <laughs> like there's, there's too much. And like, lot, it's yeah. not, it's not all for me. Like, especially as like more young adult books started coming out, like some young adult books, I read them and I'm like, this slapped. I loved it. And then sometimes I read them and I'm like, that was a little like too kitty. Yeah. So when the High Republic started and um, there was this real like push for like more diversity, I was like, okay, the second there is a gay couple, I'll start reading. And to this date, there has not been a uh, single yeah. queer. Sorry, there's been a queer man, but he's ace. There hasn't been a gay man yet. Yeah, they, and, they really beat around the bush with it. They, they're, they're trying, but it's really um, weird. Like, I'm pumped for, uh, like, other queer identities that have been represented in the High Republic, and I think that's awesome. And uh, I do want Star Wars to keep doing stuff like that. But uh, for me and, like, reading right now, I'm, like being way more particular about like what sort of novels I invested. In. And so far the high Republic just hasn't grabbed me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think the timeline is dope and I love the aesthetic. So like, it seems really cool and I have friends who love it. So like more power to them, but uh, I personally haven't jumped on board yet. I will yeah. say in the rising storm, there's a really cute like interaction between two characters. I, I do, it is a romance. There's a cute romance between two male characters in the rising storm that i liked it's not very prominent though but mm -hmm. it is there mm. 
Jamie I'm, I'm is looking trying back, to I'm remember. Looking, I'm looking back at the book, like looking at it's gonna like jog my memory. Like it's gonna tell you. Um, son, if you remember. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. it's. But the fact I have minor, to like think but, half an hour yeah. about it, yeah. it's like wasn't prominent yeah. enough. No. <laughs> Give me more. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it eventually comes more to on screen, more than Young Jedi Adventures. Um, yeah. Know, so hopefully and one like, day. This this like new show is another thing that like I'm pumped it's happening. It's not for me though. Like I'm no, I don't have yeah. kids. Yeah. I'm not gonna watch it with on my own. Like it's it's, it's <laughs> not geared boards, towards me. But like boards? yeah, me and my boys are gonna sit down and watch it. But like I have plenty of friends who are Star Wars fans and they have really young kids and I'm sure they're gonna be pumped that they have an age appropriate show to put on for their little padawans. That they can enjoy Star Wars together. Uh, I think that's like freaking awesome. So yeah, I think that's that's super important that like uh, Lucasfilm like realized that a lot of people um, are like in like our age bracket who have like really young kids right now. So it's like, hey, they sh- we should make something additional for them. And they don't. Um, which they don't is have too many. They're actually doing that. They don't have too many things for like little kids like that. And more I think about it, like no, they've just made like yeah. the short. Clone Wars is way too violent for little Star kids. Wars kids. Like the um, Lego Star Wars stuff, yeah. probably. Kinda. The Ahmed Best Temple oh. Challenge thing. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. That was I, and, I love like the Galaxy of Adventure shorts as well. Yeah. yeah. And Those then are they great. also had like, uh, I, I talk about the one with the Porg all the time, arriving on Batu. <laughs> that is like literally, if I'm having a really bad day, I will watch that video like 20 times on repeat of this little Porg just strutting around Batu. It's fantastic. Um, but they have like the Galaxy Explorers as well of like this robot. Show, or droid, excuse me. Um, Robot. Robot. <laughs> showing off um, creatures like around the galaxy and then other like, it, it's very cute. But it's just on like YouTube kids. And so it's weird that they have like that market in uh, YouTube videos. But then they also are going to be like, oh, let's do like a Disney Plus series. Try everything. And like, if you're a hardcore fan, you should be excited when there's Star Wars content that isn't for you i think like you should be pumped that star wars is expanding to bring in new people like because when when they push you know certain types of books or certain types of comics or certain types of media and you're like oh well that's too kitty or that's too this or that's too that for me that's a good thing that means that like star wars uh is going to keep bringing in new fans and that means that the like IP is has more longevity because yeah. uh, I firmly remember times where there was no Star Wars uh, and that was like a huge <laughs> yeah. bummer or when Star Wars was only like a certain type of novel and like if you don't want to read that novel then like cool you're not getting any new Star Wars for a long time so yeah. I think it's awesome that like they're doing stuff like uh, this this little kitty show. Uh, yeah. And like it looks adorable. So I'm pumped for my friends with kids who are going to watch it with them. And I'm pumped for the kids that they're going to have uh, like what looks to be like a really fun show. Yeah. Everybody complaining that Star Wars never used to have exclusively kid content. Because I see that a lot. People are like, oh, what are they doing? They're making kitty stuff. What was you Ewoks? Know. Exactly. Ewoks droids. <laughs> droids. Yeah. Uh, Battle I mean, for people, Endor? People are crazy. People are crazy. <laughs> I mean that it really it comes down to just I don't know if they have tunnel vision or the, it's just like one of those things where the trioculus know. novels oh <laughs> the whaleodons and as a kid I remember when Phantom Menace came out I had like those computer like learning games I had like a Jar Jar yeah, adventure the Jar Jar adventure yeah I mean that was absolutely for kids oh, yeah, but I still play sure. it today maybe but we, we tried to recently we found yeah we did it didn't work and we put it in the ancient computer that we have it still didn't work but. Now you got me thinking of the Glove of Darth Vader novel where all the Imperials greet each other with dark greetings, which is just so good. Oh, the camera. Have, um, <laughs> have we missed anything from D23 here? And, uh, I, I didn't think, I got to say, I didn't think we'd spend that much time on whatever the show's called, but it's, it is good that they're, they're reaching out to... Uh, I think that's it for, like, show stuff. Uh, there were no movie announcements. Uh, there weren't any new series. Oh, there was an image from a skeleton crew. Just a oh, picture right. of skeleton yeah. crew, yeah. Which is very cool. Um, show-wise, though, I don't really think anything else. They announced today that uh, Mando and Grogu are going to be at Galaxy's Edge. 
in, in Disneyland. Disneyland only. only. And Grogu's in the bag and he moves, which is very cool. That is really cool. Is the Rogue One movie happening still? Rogue Squadron? Yeah, sorry, Rogue Squadron. Oh. Uh, no updates. Uh, yeah, no we updates. don't know. I think it, there were I think no it movie will updates be. at all. Okay. Yeah. Rumor the other day came out, I think it was on a production schedule or something, where no new Star Wars movies are now listed until at least 2024. Yeah. Um, so far, I'm thinking 2025. Oh. I think 10 years after Force Awakens is going to be Star Wars's return to the big screen. Do you think and that's then, intentional? Like, that's almost 10 years old. That's gonna fry my brain. I'm not. I'm already not. Do you think that's intentional? Because that. at the time they thought it was getting like too saturated, which Maybe. I agree and disagree. But I don't For, think you have to wait 10 years to. I don't think so. I think that they just wanted to focus on their own platform, not on the box office instead. That's right. what it is. <laughs> um, I wish they had kept up the like standalone a Star Wars story movies. Agreed. Uh, yeah. I Especially think they Solo. learned the wrong lesson from Solo. And yep. I don't think Solo did poorly because, it, like the movie, I think it did poorly because it was rushed to come out too soon after. The Last Jedi, there wasn't enough time to build hype for it because everyone was like focusing on The Last Jedi. And uh, it just like everyone had gotten used to seeing Star Wars movies at Christmas time. And then yeah. Solo came out in May. Yeah. If they and, had just waited six months, it I think came it out alongside. It came out alongside Infinity War and Deadpool 2 and like all these yeah. like crazy box office busting movies. Yeah, it was. So um, there were like 20 lessons to learn and they didn't learn any of them. No. They learned another one that wasn't supposed to be there. I I really think Kenobi should have been a movie. Uh, Don't get me wrong. I I liked the show, but I think it should have been a movie. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have done gangbusters in theaters. I I think people would have been pumped to have seen Hayden and Ewan in a Star Wars on the big screen again. So it would have been more condensed. It would have been more just streamlined it would have better pacing better plot i'd almost say the same with book of boba in a way but yeah i I do think at this point like it it, like it's good to let it breathe after finishing the the sequel trilogy like i think that's a good call i think it makes sense to wait a few years get people hyped again uh i do think they should keep star wars at christmas i think it's really fun like christmas tradition now yep um but yeah that's my thoughts on that yeah 100 i agree I was going to say something else there, but I don't remember now. <laughs> oh, I think they're being careful with like what movie they want back, like for the return. Maybe yes. they're like, oh, we don't want to, we don't want Rogue Squadron, just like a fighter pilot movie to be the one. Although like, I don't know, you see like Top Gun come out and people like love that. So I don't know, but I don't know, like maybe they want a Jedi movie to be or something more, a more Jedi focused movie. I hope it's the Ryan trilogy. Same, I yeah. hope it is too, but it's definitely not. I mean, I mean he, he seems all signs, to be completely... It points like, to the Taika movie, right? Yeah, I think but, it's going to mm. be the Taika movie. Whatever um, that is. Because he's writing someone, it right now. He's taking a little while to do it. Uh, I yeah. someone who's not like a really like known director. Someone who's good, but someone who's not this like big name. That's that's what I like want more so of. Like, I want Fine, someone... I'll do it. All right. Okay, go for it. <laughs> well, Matt. like that was Ryan Johnson, though. But exactly. Like, pre, yeah, was. Pre, but now... Pre-Star Wars, he was my favorite writer-director, but that's because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> who loves films that no one's heard of but yeah, like so then like find it and like he's super busy with um the knives out, knives movies. out. yeah cool now star wars has made him famous out, so now he's off doing his own thing which looks yeah, I'm incredible for that. Um, i'm looking forward to that too glass i can't onion. believe daniel craig plays a southern detective like i, I think about Blanc. this like all i love it so much it's so funny <laughs> anyway <laughs> but um we are we're, the main focus of today's oh, show at the half hour mark is to talk about Yes. We've been uh, waiting half an hour now to play that clip. No. Give me um, that one more time. Yep. One more. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna be talking about. Mm. That's so never that gonna is, get old, uh, and I am never gonna call him Andor again after this show comes out. That's the quote of all of these trailers. I would say it's the thing that stuck with me the most. <laughs> That's the thing that stuck with them the most. They, they they keep releasing that clip, that one, you know, sound bite of his name. 
probably, you know, only authorized to like share so much so far. True. But we shall see. But yeah, so, who, so Andor. who's excited for Andor? I, I'm oh yeah I, if you're listening on the audio we're all raising our hands um all of us i was like yeah we were all, i was like this I, oh, i'm okay. very excited for andor i think this show is gonna be beautiful mm-hmm. visually and non-visually um and i see i known you guys you guys all know that i don't love rogue one i like rogue one a lot but it didn't stick with me like it stuck with some other people but i love cassian Cassian wasn't the issue with me with the movie. I, I love Cassian, and you can do so much with him. Everyone knows that I love spy things so much, and this is basically going to be a spy thriller. Um, but yeah, how about you guys? AJ, we should have to prepare for this. We should have pulled up the photo that um, our friend took of us right after we saw Rogue One, and we're both just kind of like staring at him, just like. <laughs> I had a grin on my face, you guys are and you looked and you looked no, okay. not happy. Okay. I don't know. I've talked about this before many times. The timing of Rogue One when it was released is what my problem was with it. It came out in 2016, a year after The Force Awakens came out. So I was right in the high of the sequel trilogy, and then they just shoved this in there. And it was fantastic, but I was just like, I wanted the sequel trilogy. I didn't want that at the time. And like, it's gotten to the point like now like every time i rewatch rogue one i'm just like this is a really good movie and like i i love like to watch it and rewatch it but like the original release of it i was just like I'm it upset. didn't <laughs> it didn't help that there was this social media like competition yeah. as there always is that like oh rogue yeah. one was better in force awakens and i'm this like was, well, i really like force awakens this yeah. is also like weird to look back on but like 2015 into 2016 and the whole those early releases of the sequels and of the standalone movies was a big like social media like reckoning as well (laughs) like so the way that social media was used is like kind of like the way that it is like now but like 2015 was like that one of that like big catalyst moment of people being so angry to everyone on so many platforms all the time like it existed beforehand on like the forums and like behind private places but you never saw it so publicly until like that time um which just added to it and now it's everywhere now and it just drives me insane um i want to like take a break like every single day i open my (laughs) phone and it's just baffling anyway that's my rant on that i don't really have a point but um, anyway cassie and andor cassie and andy you you rewatched rogue (laughs) one today right i did so what are your what are your rogue one thoughts um i love rogue one it holds a special place in my heart because it's my husband's favorite movie uh favorite star wars movie uh he i would say he's a star wars fan but like more chill more casual than i am um and so i love that he loves rogue one so much uh he cas he cosplays cassian which is fun uh i cosplay uh callus so we we do fulcrum pictures together and we're the only two that remember that they're both fulcrum agents um (laughs) but yeah rewatching the movie again today uh i am always struck at how uh queer for like lack of a better word i feel like rogue one is um whether it's like bays and shorit or if you read the uh aftermath or not aftermath if you read the novel catalyst thank you yeah Mm -hmm. uh galen and krennic are like whether or not galen reciprocates krennic is definitely like (laughs) obsessed in a way that is not totally heterosexual with galen erso and uh having mads mickelson play galen erso i think also just kind of adds a little little bit uh uh, us queers love uh his Hannibal Lecter uh so um seeing him in a Star Wars is like always blows my mind I'm like oh yeah <laughs> they, they got they got they got the gay Hannibal Lecter in, into a Star Wars movie this is amazing uh so yeah I love Rogue One uh I think it slaps I think it was incredibly bold to kill the main cast uh yeah. I love that they did that um, I think it's a very like inherently hopeful movie that like came out at a time where things were like kind of very uncertain and rough politically. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. 
right uh, after November of 2016. Yep. I, I think that also like adds to the queer energy of it in that like you have to snatch victories from tragedies uh, in our community and you have to like it might be pointless to fight sometimes or it might feel pointless to to like stand up and fight and like voice your truth but like that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Like sometimes it's not about winning. Sometimes it's just about like saying your piece and like being okay with it not going your way. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I really love about it. Uh, I think Blue Leader is a snack, uh, and I and, love and Antoch Merrick. Yeah, oh, yeah. I figure uh, around here somewhere. I love Antoch Merrick. Uh, He's great. I I loved the first trailer that dropped with the. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wah! yeah. So yeah, there's there's the I mean the soundtrack is fantastic. Look, I could talk about Rogue One all day. I'm sorry. Uh, I love the also the fan dumb around Rogue One specifically. Like there was tons of great fan fiction. There was tons of great fan art. Um, it connected with people who I think don't typically consider themselves hardcore Star Wars fans, which I think is really interesting. That is a cool part um, of it. Yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of really cool stuff around Rogue One specifically. Uh, that I loved. I loved how diverse the cast was. That's definitely the most diverse cast we've ever gotten in a live action Star Wars product. So yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of good things to say about this movie. It's um it's so effortless too the way that it kind of like came across, um in in most like situations. But like I feel like with with all of it with like the diversity alone and just like the way we can like read into it like afterwards it does seem effortless even though like it did get totally reshot um it it does come across as like hey like this is just normal and i i love that about it as well everything about it felt like it'd been in star wars all along like i saw the u-wing and i was like oh that's always been like that just feels like it's always been here i saw the blue um admiral akbar's uh yeah the Radish just like, and all them. Yeah, yeah, and the white ones. It's just like, oh, they've always been here. Like, like they yeah. just look like they've always been here. Mon Calamari. Someone was gonna like tweet at me. Uh, <laughs> oh, the blue, <laughs> the blue. blue oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize you were fishing <laughs> we're for just that. Rolling yeah. Oh, fishing. Fishing. Uh, uh, oh, oh. that is oh. incredibly insensitive of you, Matt. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so sorry. Cancel, Matt. Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's such a cool point. Like you add these new things into Star Wars and especially Rogue One because Rogue One was really supposed to hit with that original trilogy feel. And you're like, oh wait, Death Troopers weren't in the original trilogy. We never saw these guys, but they fit so well. It's like, oh yeah, they were always here. Like, that's believable. And um, the U-Wing and the TIE Striker and all the all the new ships and stuff they added. Like, I don't know. And, and, and just Scar- Scarif. I mean, we'll get to Scarif. Yeah. But well, it is pioneered. Yeah. The, something that Star Wars has been doing a lot lately. First live action product that adapted a character from animation, Saw Gerrera. That's yeah. a big deal, too. Great point. Uh, um, but he's been name dropped. The, <laughs> Here we go. The video game stuff that came out around that time, too, was really cool. The, like, Battlefront levels that were specifically Rogue One and the DLCs were a ton of fun to, like... Scarif. I, like they, I believe they dropped before the movie did. So like you got to play these battles and get super hyped and then go to the theater. Uh, they've dropped a ton of Rogue One stuff for uh, Star Wars Legion, which is a, a tabletop game that I love and getting to like paint up and field Krennic and Jin and Cassian and K2 uh, is a ton of fun. So yeah. Star Wars, uh, Rogue One, good marketing, Solo, Bad, bad marketing. marketing. That's what we've covered here. <laughs> and you know what we haven't covered here? What's that? Cassian Andor. Well, we had to we had to get to Rogue One <laughs> to get to Andor. Yeah, the, um, but the show is coming out from? three episodes at once. Yeah, that's on, a lot. Like, I don't... I, I said I was greedy earlier, but I don't want three episodes at once. I'm yeah, being overfed. Hours of yeah, and then people with budget. podcasts and stuff we have to cover all three episodes in like yeah so one much week. well it's it's like they're they're dropping a movie um yeah I, pretty much yes i feel uh, like it's their it, way yeah. to make it up to us because i mean it got delayed three weeks and they're giving us three episodes I'm, and i'm like oh. i'm assuming that because it got delayed three weeks they need it done by a certain date to push whatever other product is dropping you know a few weeks later so i yeah. feel like they are 
front-loading early episodes because they still need Cassian finished by a certain date to yeah, that drop sense. whatever is coming after. I'm assuming that's why. No, yeah, that does make sense. Whatever yeah. marketing robots they have running calculations <laughs> at Disney Plus about when to drop what and the, the how soon between robots. How, how soon between different releases and stuff. The... To go off what you said earlier, Andy, about the political, you know, political time Rogue One came out, and I know a lot of the showrunners have been talking about this is kind of the same deal with this show. It kind of feels like the world we've been living in in the past few years, and that's kind of how the rebels in the show, you know, will feel like the rebels, I guess, in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's kind of, I mean, I know they even kind of they name dropped some some pl- uh, political stuff there. I don't know if it was Tony Gilroy or one of the writer other writers or something, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, and it, to uh, bounce off of that, the Imperial Senate yeah. is going to I, feel very poignant. A return to Coruscant. Yeah. Like, we haven't been it, there since back in the and day. And a showcase We've, of Imperial City. Because, right, yeah. like Coruscant is supposed to be Imperial City at this point, even though I don't really know if that's canon anymore. But I love just the thought of like how different I think Coruscant should feel during the Empire. I just I'm love really the visual that. of the Senate, and you see like the Imperial cog on the Ooh, floor, and yeah. then just the. There was a new poster I, that I came out. I love to see that. Beautiful. Um, um, yeah. I, I think that something to keep in mind, just for like a casual viewer, which I feel like I'm always the voice of reason for like a casual viewer on our, <laughs> our content. Um, I don't, I don't know anyone's name who's like producing anything or like making anything. You throw like directors' names around and what they've done, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, Tony sure. Gilroy worked on um, Rogue One, so yeah. But here's the thing: I don't remember things like that. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> I enough. I just, I just exist and I consume the content. Um, I remember Diego Luna, and that's all you need. Love him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let yeah. this man touch Jabba. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he he, he touch said Jabba. in an interview that he would never subject Cassian to his obsession. And that he's been to therapy now, and he no longer needs to touch Jabba. And I think that's uh, heartbreaking. I think that's a tragedy. Oh I think that's just the marketing people happen. telling him to say that. I think he still wants. You got to get this under wraps, dude. Like you, you can't keep telling everyone this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gosh. But yeah, I mean, what do you, what Genevieve you guys... O'Reilly? Now that we're bringing up actors, Genevieve Who? O'Reilly. Oh, uh, she, yeah, she was Mon Mothma in Revenge of the Sith, and yes. then in Rebels, yes. um, and in Rogue uh, One. Oh, yes, and in Rogue One. Uh, the gays love Genevieve O'Reilly. Uh, I don't know why, but we just all do. And I'm so pumped that Mon Mothma is going to get to wear a different outfit other than that white, like bed white sheet gra- that yeah. she has always the worn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so pumped. She looks amazing. Uh, Genevieve O'Reilly is a, like, fascinating person. Every interview she's ever done is just, like, dripping with, like, insight and wisdom. Uh, she's just someone who, like, really seems to take, act like, the art of acting very seriously. And also she seems to just love that she's gotten to, like, keep returning to this character, yeah. which is wild to think about that. Like she showed up in 2003 for revenge of the Sith. Almost all of her stuff got cut. And then like years and years later, like she's getting to reprise this role like yeah. multiple times. And each time it's slightly bigger. That's super cool. And at the time of rogue one, I didn't know who she was, or I didn't know about the revenge of the Sith deleted scenes or anything like that. And all I remember is just seeing her appear on screen and my head like exploding. I'm like, holy, that's just Mon Mothma. Like, like how did they do that? Like, I literally like could not understand because she she looks the part so perfectly. Yeah. She, it's, yeah. I mean, it's cool that like the show will kind of, it seems like it'll focus on Andor and Mon Mothma at the same time, you know, kind of the sparks of this rebellion beginning. Ender. Cassian Ender. Should I play it again? <laughs> yes. Cassian Ender. <laughs> so I got to talk about Stellan Skarsgård's character. Yeah. No, Stellan Skarsgård is. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. I 
am obsessed with Callus because I really relate to his journey in Rebels. His redemption arc is just something that like hits very close to home with my own life and my own journey and like being part of this institution and realizing that you're doing more harm than good and knowing that like if you are open about your doubts or your feelings that like they would not care about you or like you would be in danger and like having to like do the work to like get out from under that. is just something that like really connected with me. And um, I think there is something inherently not to just like come on here and talk about queer stuff the whole time, but there's something inherently queer in like spy stories and having to present a different version of yourself in these different situations and having to like keep secret about the people you're texting or Mm -hmm. like having to keep stuff from your family or having to go to parties and act a certain way because you knew that if you were too upfront about stuff that like people would suspect something about you and you would get caught uh, and so, like, seeing Stellan Skarsgård through the whole trailer, and he, like, looks like this rebel bum, and then the end, he's acting completely different, he's dressed completely different, he's in this fancy room, and he's, like, very clearly talking in a different way. I was just like, yes, this is so <laughs> clear, yes, I relate to this. Um, so, like, I'm just so freaking pumped for this character. Do I think that we're finally going to get an actual real queer character in Star Wars and Andor. I don't think so. I think they would have been patting themselves on the back long yeah. before now. Um, yeah. You're probably right about that. So, like, I'm not going into it expecting anything, but in the same way that uh, I think Rogue One feels very queer and the same way Rebels feels very queer to a lot of fans, uh, I think this will be another example of that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I, I like That's that. Good. I like that idea of the whole spy thing and secrets and uh, a good angle on that. Superhero stories where someone has a secret identity and spy yeah. stories where someone is like playing the powerful side. You know, like the show Turn feels super queer for that reason, and um, Callus's story I think feels very queer for. For that reason and for the stuff with Zeb, I think uh, there's a reason why it hits for a lot of queer fans. Yeah. Somewhere in this room, I have a very romantic picture of, it's actually art of Zeb and Callus, and I wish I had it in my background today. I love that for you. I don't know where it is, oh, but yeah. I think it's over by the, the figures. We're it's, missing it's, out. It's very cute. We it's just like out. them like hugging, but it's very, very cute. It's great. So, um, I love that you yeah. just like remember that. I was like, wait, what are you? What are you trying to show? I love Zeb and Callus. I mean, so let's we talk were, about Rebels. We were so late <laughs> to watching Rebels. We were, well, we yeah, we were. So late to watching Rebels. Like we we went to Star Wars Celebration 2019, and we hadn't watched it yet. And they had like the giant like loath wolf just like in the shop, and I just like saw it, and I'm just like, yeah. And I think about this every day now. I am so mad at myself for just going, yeah. I nearly tackled that thing to the ground. I gave it such a big <laughs> hug. Like. Oh, it kills me because uh, like Kanan is like one of my like all time favorite Star Wars characters, like same. hands down, and I'm just so upset. At Celebration Chicago, I remember Matt telling us like we we're idiots. I don't uh, want to. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring it, it up. It was only like, right. a couple years after it had come out. We, I mean, but I we didn't miss yeah. it by too much. Yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. called me a gangsta on Twitter because uh, <laughs> he likes my Iron Bull, or sorry, my the Iron Bull cosplay. All that's right. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh my cool. gosh. Yeah. That's my little claim to fame. That's good. That's, <laughs> a, that's pretty. That's a pretty good one. That's pretty good. I. Matt. Oh, sorry. I, I, I'm gonna say uh, I'm hoping we get some rebels connections in, uh, in Andor. Uh, you know, going in very open minded, but uh, I I would love to see some fulcrum agents working together. Oh yeah. Whether that be. Callus, Sabine, or Ahsoka, but uh, all of them have used the code name, code name Fulcrum along with Andor, so I think it would be very appropriate to see. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we're already getting characters popping up. Rebels with, you know, because they're going to use Fulcrum. They're probably at some point going to have Mon Mothma's, Moth, Mon Mothma's speech to the galaxy um, that she makes kind of declaring the Rebel Alliance as a thing. You think they'll have that? Um, it depends so. on how far In the they second go season, probably not the first. Maybe. Because yeah. the second season is supposed to lead like five days up to Rogue One. And Rebels is basically the same kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It seems like they're doing a lot of time jumps in Andor, which I think will be easier for the more serious fans to keep track of. But maybe I could see that being a problem for more casual fans with like, yeah. oh, wait, when is this? Yeah. Um, but also, time doesn't matter in Star Wars. And uh, I hate when fans get too granular about it like how long was how long was luke on dagobah long enough to came to mind (laughs) long enough to learn what he needed to how long were the clone wars they definitely weren't three years i know that star wars official answer is three years but that doesn't make sense so like (laughs) they were as long as they needed to be well there's yeah there's a difference between like Luke on Dagobah and like that just works like you watch the movie that works it's yeah. nothing nothing tells me otherwise when I watch it if, if, people overthink that stuff but yeah there's also like confusing you have to think most most Star Wars pe- most people watching Star Wars are casual fans like mm-hmm. that sounds weird but it, you know they're gonna be confused like that's another remember, reason the timing of the Rogue One release also confused yeah, a lot of the average back viewer. Back to Because it was and even how solo. is June related to Rey. People were so grasping at so many straws for that. And it's like, you gotta let it go. You gotta I've let a, it go. I've had a few friends that are a bit more casual. And they're always confused with what's going on where. and um, Like, look at yeah, Book of Darth, Boba. Like, the Darth Maul stuff in Solo, I think, oh for God. a lot of people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, but I, I keep mentioning how Mando season three is going to come out in like the new trailer that just dropped. Uh, Grogu is with him the entire time. And so anyone who just watched the Mandalorian is going to be like, whoa, yeah. how did you when, have to watch how, 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 how did this happen? To, because to, to learn that. I've been <laughs> telling so many coworkers and friends like, look, if you do not care about Boba Fett, you have to at least watch like, the final three episodes. episodes. Yeah, five, yeah. Six, and seven. The final three episodes are the Mandalorian season two and a half. Yeah. yeah, like they, they just are. It's very, a very yeah. odd choice that they did that. I liked it. I enjoyed it, but it was you had that nice moment to end season two and powerful moment, and then I and know. then we have the Grogu, and that's just what. <laughs> I thought it cheapened the finale of Mando. Uh, I agree. I it yeah, definitely. I again, like I, I liked Book of Boba Fett, but I thought it was a huge mistake to have Mando and Grogu reunite immediately the first time we see them again because the emotional payoff of the end of season two is mando letting grogu go and to immediately be like oh actually (laughs) well let them do that it's funny you mention that because i think filoni and favreau kind of know that um when we we got into the mando panel at celebration and they specifically sat down and talked about how like oh you know Grogu went back to being a Jedi, which is what he was before, and Mando went back to being a bounty hunter, which is what he was before. And that and that's when they realized they have to let go of those lives to be with each yeah. other. As Here's opposed the thing, to though. why was it in Book of Boba Fett? Well, I agree a hundred percent. That's the problem. <laughs> I agree hundred yeah. percent. If we had just gotten Mando in Book of Boba Fett and saw him being the bounty hunter and saw him like learning these lessons of like he has to let go of being a bounty hunter. Yeah. yeah. And then Mando season three out. was them reconnecting. Yep. Uh, I think that would have been stronger. It would have made the the payoff for the ending of season two stronger. Yeah, yeah, I, I but, agree. I do um, like Grogu leaving Luke, uh, leaving his training early um, because of attachment, giving Luke a little taste of his own medicine for what he did to Yoda. So now it's it's come back full circle. He was a student. I, before we get back reason. to... Cassian Ander. <laughs> Jamie and I always <laughs> joke uh, that like whoever saved Grogu back in the day from the oh, temple yeah, or whatever... like. Temple. They're looking down or from wherever they are in the force, like, look at this piece of shit. Like, <laughs> he's supposed to be a Jedi and, and help us all. And he saved us. Ungrateful little green bean. And he's out there. Grogu's just lazy. He, just wants. Wants, he wants to ride around with Mando. I don't blame yep. him. But. That's it. 
too too oh much rock jumping, too many lightsabers. Yeah. It's, it's it's a whole thing. He doesn't. So doesn't uh, I guess the next question is: Will Grogu show up in Andor? <laughs> no. Next I question. Mean, it's possible, but it's Matt, not gonna Matt, I feel like you haven't um, Andor. shared no. much of your thoughts for Andor. What are you? How are you feeling for the show? I mean, I'm, I know you I'm said excited, like a, Ahsoka is probably my top show, but Andor is up there. Like Andor is probably in in my top three most anticipated projects. I. First of all, I love Rogue One. I'm with Andy. Like, I'm with Andy's husband, actually. It's one of my top <laughs> Rogue One or Ro- Star Wars movies of all time. I right. Rogue One is way up there for me. Um, and I loved the cast. I especially loved Cassian, so I'm super happy. And it just seems like they saw how popular Rogue One was. They turned back to Tony Gilroy and they said, yeah, make more of that. And he said, all right. And now we're basically getting <laughs> Rogue One 2, even though it's a prequel. But we're getting just more Rogue One. Um, we're going to get more Saw, which I'm always happy about. Love Saw. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Coruscant. I'm looking forward to seeing Mon Mothma interact with the Imperial Senate, the actual Imperial Senate that wasn't just like disbanded, you know, off screen in a casual conversation on the Death Star. Um, but we actually get to see what that means. Um, but I especially just love the way the show looks. And I know this is probably a dead horse by now. And I love the volume. Don't get me I was wrong. Gonna, yeah, I was going to bring this up. But, you know, Obi-Wan, I think, went a little too much in the volume direction. Um, and I think this show, shooting all on location, I don't think there are really, there's really any volume work in this show. Um, which is why it took so damn long. Mm. Uh, it's also 12 episodes, which is like, holy crap. But I just think it's going to look phenomenal. I think it's going to just just looks so cool i think uh, it could it could go down as the most beautiful looking star wars thing i mean last jedi's up there rogue one's up there, i'd probably obviously. say most beautiful looking of the disney plus shows so far that I'd that'll probably, be it. no doubt it will be yeah. it's gonna take that handily for sure yeah i mean we already have a sweeping view of some cavern valley um with cassian wearing a poncho so it's immediately number one already yeah, ponchos do love ponchos ponchos only i i think there's a lot of really fine cameo potential which nerds love to like set their expectations too high and i'm coming in this like with a very open heart of like whatever we get i'll be excited about but could we see like gideon or thrawn at a Mm. party or walking through the senate like, could we see Krennic, like, walking around? Could we see Melshi? Could we see, like... Could we see Hera? I could, always... Yeah, could we see Dallas? Could we see I think Melshi, Melshi will be in the show, actually. I hope so. so. Like, That'll be great. Gotta, Can we, we get be... Tivik? Like, Ooh. the fact that we know where this show is ending doesn't remove the drama if the writers are talented. They can really use it to heighten it. So if we see... Cassian and Tivik building this sort of like relationship like they clearly know each other they've clearly worked together and then Rogue One opens with Cassian murdering Tivik like it makes that more heartbreaking mm-hmm. yeah yeah no, yeah it, you can really yeah. heighten the the drama and the stakes by knowing where this ends yeah you know I remember they said that um season two of Andor is going to end five days before uh Rogue One and it's actually him and Tivik making plans to meet um, that's going to be the last scene. Oh yeah, well, I'll meet you on the rings of Kefreen. And he's like, Maybe all right, we'll grab cool. Lunch. Yeah, we'll grab lunch and you know, <laughs> my, my arm will be, uh, fully healed by then. We'll, we'll see. Uh, but no, I agree a hundred percent. Like, um, you mentioned you like Thrawn and, and, uh, I didn't think of Imperial cameos. You gotta go in with absolutely zero expectations of like who you want to see, but then you gotta have your like secret like list of like people you really want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. You gotta write it down. Just put it away. I know Tony Gilroy was adamant on being like, there's no fan service in this. It's all just, you know, it's not fan service if it's like done correctly. Like if it makes sense for the story, it's not fan service. I mean, it it would make sense for those characters to show up too. Like no question. His definition of fan service might be totally different than like, what I think <laughs> I have Maybe. one thing, and I know this is going to sound stupid as hell, but I have oh. one thing that I'm like, are they going to pull this off or are they going to not surprise me? Are they going to overwrite the K2, the Cassian and K2 comic 
that shows Cassian and K2 meeting, or are they going to stick with that? And I don't mind either way, don't really care, but I'm so curious as to how they're going to have Cassian and K2 meet, even though that's already technically happened in canon. We have a comic. We have a really cool comic, too. A lot of people don't talk about it, but... Okay, well, I like the siblings <laughs> that speak to each other in sense. I think that's really cool. They smell at each other. Um, Get that comic out the airlock. Like, no. Chopper <laughs> did uh, another astromech. Get rid yeah. of that comic. Do your own thing. Don't be beholden to it. I, I, like I wonder if they're going to do it. I it appears 50% of us in this uh, podcast right now have uh, read of uh, read this thing and then even a less percentage of that enjoyed this like, thing. No, it's <laughs> so. it's pretty bland, but I like the siblings smelling at each other and I think it would be cool for them to put them in the show. That's that would it. be that'd be something. That'd be something. Cuz you don't get that too often. I don't have faith that they will. No, I don't um, either. And cause... I and like I said I wouldn't I'm not going to be mad if they don't, you know, keep to the comic. I don't really care. But I'm curious. I want to see where they're gonna where they're yeah. gonna go with that. That's fair. I really want to see Chopper. Like I hope that. I mean, like, they already have. Well, the they asset. have. Yeah, they have yeah. the. So I have the that, asset. Like, Chopper that gonna and be the ghost. Like, so. I I like said this on some other random episode we we recorded recently or a stream or something. But I swear, if like the entire ghost crew just like shows up, like I'm yeah, we've my talked brain about is going to melt. Natasha it is going to be up. outside of my body, bottled up on the floor, like gone. season two. Season two. I, yeah, I would love totally for for, sure. for AP five to be like <laughs> the cue to Cassian's bond. Oh, that'd like, be so good. Like if, be AP5, like if if Cassian has to come back to the Masasi Temple between missions and get like new tech and gear oh, from from AP five, they could like, so I, easily do that. There's there's <gasps> there's so much potential here because like we know that live action Thrawn is coming, so like exactly you gotta like yeah drop him here like they Ben Mendelsohn is obsessed with Krennic like he loves Krennic so like just give him a call just be like hey <laughs> we agree. want you to like walk by the camera throw like throw the costume <laughs> on again like is he get some one day available. The man, the man loves that character. Like I'm sure he'd do it if they asked. So like, there's, there's so much fun potential for like, different characters to pop in and, like, not fan service for the sake of fan service, but like, cameos to make the universe feel lived in and real. Like, yeah, I remember seeing people call Tarkin fan service in rogue one and i was like no of course tarkin has to be in rogue one like yeah it wouldn't have made sense if he wasn't there so like there's there's definitely tons of characters that like if they want to use them it would make sense for them to show up and be there and be present i know i sound like a broken record but season two (laughs) i think that's all gonna that can all happen in season two i think there's tons of potential there season two is just gonna be off the charts yep and now that we mentioned uh q and bond like i need a cassian like gadget room scene getting all of his stuff before his assignment (laughs) that is too good i need that to happen um but yeah Yeah. i'm excited yeah like i i feel (laughs) it's weird i feel like just once the once the blaster bolts start flying instead of once the bullets start flying like i'll be excited watching this show um i just need it now like we've been postponed already we waited years for this anyways so very soon. Yeah. Very soon. Yeah, I'm really intrigued about like who the big bad's going to be and what yeah. the missions are going to be, especially in like this first season which is so far before Rogue One that like it, I mean it seems like the later stuff is going to be, you know, all geared towards slowly figuring out the Death Star is out there you know with Bodhi Rook's defection like being the the final straw and putting the pieces together but this early stuff could be anything like is it going to be about the TIE Defender project maybe who knows (laughs) like like there's there's so many options out there that I I love how so far and we're running out of time um but I love how so far in the trailers we have not only do we have like 
clone trooper armor so like it's like that kind of like era is going to be shown like a little bit but we also have like different variants of mud troopers which we see in solo and i love the mud trooper that's my favorite trooper variant and like just like seeing like variants of that again i'm just like yes here we go um so it's it's gonna be like interesting seeing like are we gonna see more of like the clones getting like phased out are we gonna i don't think we're gonna see that much of it because i think that's what the bad batch is gonna like end game be but like still like Ah, I just... <laughs> With Cassian being from a Separatist family and being mm. in this fight since he was six years old, yeah. like, there's so much interesting political stuff there of this idea of, like, how does Cassian feel about the Jedi? Like, how does Cassian feel about the Republic? How does Cassian... Like, probably not great. Yeah. Probably not real good uh, if he, like, meets Rex, because Rex is in the Rebellion at this time. I'm sure he's not thrilled about that if he was a like separatist like freedom fighter and his parents were separatists like that's there's so much interesting stuff that you can do with the show and with this time period i'm can't wait to see what they have in store for us yeah i love love the dark times i know (laughs) you're getting a lot of it i love the dark times a lot of it (laughs) All right. Well, I think that that is a sufficient amount of, I guess, we talked about Andor um, on this episode. For like 15 percent <laughs> of the yeah, episode. Um, thank you so much, Andy. Thank you so much for coming on to our show. Um, where can everyone find you on social media? Uh, so my my Twitter at is at a one hat town. Uh, you should follow me on Twitter because uh, I'm great. Um, and then my <laughs> podcast is Force Friends Rewatch. Uh, Ryan is uh, my co-host. He He's over here sometimes, too. Uh, we deep dive Star Wars TV shows uh, in, like, chronological order of events based on a specific theme. So we covered every Mandalorian-themed episode in chronological order, and we're currently working through every Ryloth-themed uh, episode in chronological order. So check us out. Yeah, their stuff is incredible. Um, they're always doing something crazy with, like, a lot Very of fun. content. So. Yeah. Very fun. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> It's true. I, I love listening to it. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Andy. Uh, thank you, AJ and Matt. Uh, my name has been Jamie. You can find us everywhere on social media at Hollandup Marauders. On Twitter, it is just at Hollandup Marauder. If you've been listening to the audio version, we have a video version. Check it out on YouTube. If you've been watching on YouTube, you can also take us to go on your audio version. Um, everywhere you get your normal podcasts. <laughs> Who would have thought? Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Hollandup Marauders podcast. Um,